Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Hey, can I just say thank you guys for coming out? We had no idea what it would look like today when we put this on the calendar. And I got to tell you, I lost a lot of sleep. I was wrong. There's my faith in action, right? I lost a lot of sleep. I was, you know, raining this morning, all this and that. But, you know, God's a good and faithful God. And we just knew that if we just went to just, whatever happens, Lord, we're just going to celebrate you. We're going to lift you up on this special, special day. And I just want to welcome everybody that's with us online this morning. Thank you for joining us online. I also want to thank everybody that's in the uh, main auditorium. I was in there earlier, right? before it started, and we had some people that are, are sitting in the main service because we have it on the screens, and it was just funny to me, if I can say this for a second, uh, I saw some people sitting like way back in the back. There wasn't a whole lot of people in there, and I said, well, you know, you guys can move up. There's not anybody. She goes, well, these are our seats. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Then you stay right where you're at. Praise the Lord. That's a good place. Hey, one other, peop- uh, one other group of people I want to thank, and because I know they can hear me right now, and that's our neighbors. So I just want to thank our neighbors right now. They did all I got to do is open up their window, maybe not even that, and uh, be blessed. And I'm thankful we sent them gifts this week, and, uh, and we probably will this next week as well. But uh, we're blessed to be able to be here today. You know, can I just say that's, that song is powerful. I mean, you know, we serve a powerful God, never lost a battle, and he never will. You know, that's because of the resurrection power. Now, we know God is powerful, and God can do anything and everything, and we're so thankful for that. But, you know, for you and I, because he never lost a battle, that means... When we come to know Jesus Christ and because of the crucifixion and the resurrection, you know, we're on that side of never losing battles. Amen? Amen. And it may not always look like that, and we don't always understand all the dynamics, but here's what we do know, because Jesus Christ came powerfully out of that grave. The Word says that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and I. And so that means you and I are victorious, and greater is he that's in us and he that's in this world. And God has more power than you have problem, and so he can raise his son from the dead. He can turn anything that's happening in your life to new life and bring it back to life. Amen? And that's why we celebrate. You know, as we're getting ready, uh, as I'm getting started this morning, uh, I just was thinking about, you know, the outdoor service, and I was thinking, okay, Lord, did we make the right decision? And obviously, with all of you here, I believe that we did, but I was thinking all around the world, Easter has already come and gone, and people are outside and celebrating God. And I'll be honest with you, this is how like, nervous I was about the weather. I Googled what the weather was like in Jerusalem like yesterday when they were having, right? And I thought, well, it's the same as it is in the Holy Land. Praise God, let's have service outside, right? And I thought... Come on, Lord. But here's what I knew, and, and all my trying to go through and get myself okay for, you know, this morning with the rain and the cold is, it doesn't matter. Where peop, where, wherever people gather, whatever, whatever circumstances are, he is there. And here's what I know. He's here with you. He's with you watching online. He's with you in the main auditorium, and he's with us outside. And he has something I believe he wants to say to us this morning. And I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians 1 for me. There's a few things on my heart. This is a little bit different passage of Scripture. I don't know that we would necessarily bring it up on every Easter, but there's one part of it I think that's extremely powerful and important for you and I to understand today. But let me give you a little background. And when you're looking in the Scripture, you'll see it on the screen as well. The Apostle Paul is writing a letter to the church at Ephesus. Therefore, he's writing a letter to the church. He's writing a letter to people. He's writing a letter to you and I, if you will. And he's talking about what happens in the moment you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you come to that place and you receive what Jesus did on the cross, payment for your sin, which was for all of mankind, because of the crucifixion, we can have a relationship with the Holy God because he paid for the sin that separates us. He says, when you're in Christ, and he says, when you're in Christ, there's things that are available to you. And when you look at verses 1 through 14, you'll see all that. And you'll see different things that are available to you when you're in Christ. 
And he prays a prayer that basically he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your heart will be open. And that's our prayer today and what we've been praying. And I think it's important for you and I as Christ followers or soon to be Christ followers that we don't always, we don't always move by what we see, but we're moved by the word of God. We're moved by what the word says. And you know, the reality is we didn't see Jesus Christ come up out of that tomb, but we know in our heart it's true. We know it's true because we can sense and feel his presence and power. We've seen him working. We know by different accounts that it's true. And we've certainly read it in the scripture. We know in the, in the Bible, there's so many key or eyewitnesses to the things that have happened. But I want to encourage you this morning that my heart, my prayer is for you to see with your heart, have an understanding with your heart. And it's really a prayer for us to know. Uh, and the result of it would be uh, impactful to you and I, if we can see more with our heart. So take a look in Ephesians 1.15 for me. And let me read that if you don't have your Bible this morning or your phone or or anything of that sort. I'll read it for you. For this is the reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all of God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Paul's praying this prayer for everybody to come after him and saying, I want to pray something for you. I want to pray that, that your eyes of your heart, your understanding are open. And for this reason, he says, and that means to you and I, that there's something that prompted the apostle Paul to pray that we would see with our heart, we would see beyond our natural things. So, so he prays this prayer, and it's for a reason. And he was praying in the context for this reason, as you, saw, as you can see if you read back in verses 1 through 14. And here's what it says. I'm not going to read the passage for time's sake, but here's why he read. He wanted you to see that in Christ, he chose you. When you're in Christ, you know he loves you, how he blessed you, how he invited you, how he adopted you into his family, how he redeemed you, how he forgave you, and how he made you, his glory and hope, and how he's given the seal of his Holy Spirit or his presence in you. That's all verses 1 through 14. So he's praying, and then he prays the prayer. So I want you to see that. I want you to see what that means in your heart and your life. I want you to experience that. So once we, you were lost, and now you're found, and you're in Christ. And so because of the crucifixion and the sacrifice and his grace extended, you can be part of the family of God. You can hold on to those spiritual blessings that he just listed or I just listed and he listed one through 14. If you're in Christ or if you will be in Christ and those blessings are for you, and I'm praying that you see the reality of it so you can walk out the impact of it. He's saying that you can have every spiritual blessing of Jesus when you're in Christ. And it says this in verses 13 and 14. If I can back up for just a second and we can look at verse 13. He says, and, and you also were included in Christ. You were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believe, and that's the key, when you believe, you are marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit or his presence in your heart and your life who is a deposit, listen to this, the Holy Spirit seal when you come in Christ is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are in God's possession. And what that means, like when you come in Christ, he basically puts a deposit, almost like a down payment, like you're going to get to heaven one day now because you're part of my family, but you can experience some heaven on the earth while you're walking around on the planet. Because the reality is when you come in Christ, there's a time that passes before you get to heaven and receive your inheritance with God. And in that time, that's when you need the presence of power of God in your life. Amen. That's when you need resurrection power operating in your life. And so Paul says, I'm going to pray that you see the value, the importance, the power of what's going to happen between the time that you're in Christ and the time that you find yourself in heaven. There's all kinds of in Christ spiritual blessings, but you got to walk this life out, meaning you're going to live in a world that's not necessarily for you. In fact, if he could say today, you're going to live in a world that's going to experience pandemics. 
You're going to be living in a world that's going to experience financial crisis or racial injustice or marginalizing people. You're going to live in a world that is changing constantly. And he says, this is why I want your eyes to be open and why I pray for you. Because there's a power greater than your own power, which we'll get to in a moment, that will help you in those moments until you receive and walk in the presence of God in heaven one day. And I love that. When we think about the crucifixion and resurrection, the crucifixion gives us the ability to be in Christ and the resurrection gives us the power to walk out life victoriously until we find ourselves in heaven one day. And the reality is for you and I, there is a lot of earth to still be experienced and we need his power. And you know why it's important for us to know? Because he's never lost a battle. He has never lost a battle. I love that song. And so we can put our faith, hope, and trust in him. So this, if this in Christ piece of you or where you are, where you're going to be is happening right now, and then there's this heaven to come into the future, he's saying, I'm praying for you what happens in the middle. So let me give you three things Paul wants you to see this morning in Ephesians 1.18. I'm going to read that for you. Here's what he says. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. First thing he says, I want your eyes to be open in your heart so you know that there's a hope for you. Then they say it this way, that God has a future for you. God has a purpose for you. He's praying that you realize that God has a divine destiny for each and every one of us. Um, Paul's saying, I want you to understand that God has provided a purpose and destiny and a future for us all, that you may know the hope he which he's called you to. There's a calling on your life. You have a reason for being. You have a future that God has prepared for you. So God wants you to know that you have a future. I don't know how you feel like about that today. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. I don't know if you feel like there's any purpose to your life. And I dare say there's people watching here and in our auditorium that may not even feel like they have a purpose for being. And we struggle with that. And because things happen, maybe that challenges us. The enemy whispers in our ear. People say negative things to us. But I want you to know right now, Paul prayed so many years ago and we pray today, we've been praying for you, that your eyes may be open to see that you have a future. That you are valuable, you are important to God. There's a reason for your life, and he's called you to a purpose. It goes on to say in verse 18, he wants you to see the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Let me read that again. The riches of his glorious inheritance of his holy people. The riches of his glorious inheritance of holy people. It says, another translation says, in the saints. You know, here's the problem with that. A lot of times when we read that scripture... We, we talk about the riches of his glorious inheritance for the saints, right? I mean, that one we want to amen, right? For the saints. I'm one of those. I'm, I'm one part of his glorious inheritance. But it doesn't say that. It says in the saints. And I think it's important for us to understand because what Paul is saying, I want you to see something here. I want you to see that, that you are part of his inheritance. When you get saved in Christ, you got called and you have a future now. And now he wants you to see that God's inheritance in eternity is you. <laughs> Think about that. The God that created the universe, you are his inheritance. We want to walk around talking about our inheritance from God, but realize you are his inheritance. And oh, if you could see something this morning, our prayer is that the eyes of your heart and our understanding would be open today, that no matter what you feel about yourself of value or, or significance, you are God's inheritance. And otherwise, in other words, meaning when you find yourself in heaven one day, God is so excited because he's been waiting for you. And if you think about that for a minute, I think about heaven and, 
and this phrase here, and, and I think about God's created everything. He owns everything. What Heaven is amazing, and, and heaven's full of amazing things, and what more could God want? I mean, he could make anything he wants to, and he's, he, he's, he's created heaven to look just like exactly like he wants, but it says that he, he's, there's one thing he's longing for. Uh, there's one thing more he wants, and the one thing more he wants in heaven is you. Yes. He wants you in heaven one day. And I love that picture that we see that Paul's praying. I believe, I hope that the eyes of your understanding are open that you see that God looks for a day that you'll be with him. You know, that's, that's powerful to me again because I think we are so God for me focused, right? I mean, God, I need this. God, get this for me. Uh, God, you heal me, bless me, deliver me, provide for me. Help me, Lord. Uh, you know, what, what God's doing for me. We I mean, know when I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm, I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to walk the streets of gold. There'll be no more tears, no more pain. And I'm going to have a mansion. And when I get to heaven, I'll have a crown of glory. And, and the gospel seems to be uh, focused on me a lot. But understand, as much as the gospel seems to be focused on you a lot, and at least this one thing, it's all about him and it's you for him. And I love that picture that God waits in heaven for you. You are part of his glorious inheritance. So he doesn't need anything else. He doesn't need, uh, you know, a, a, a more applause. He doesn't need a pat on the back. He doesn't need anything else. But at an appointed time, he decided to make you, and he made you unlike anyone else who's ever been made. So he's praying. So, so Paul's praying. I, I'm hoping that you're seeing that you have a future, and I want you to see that you have great value to God. In fact, so much that God made you. And God made you for himself. God made you for a relationship with him. See, God wasn't looking for another soldier to be in God's army. God wasn't looking for another worker to help do the kingdom work. He made you because he wanted a relationship with you. And so now we all have the same Bible. We all have the same gospel, if you will. We all have the same Jesus. We all have the same access to grace. But each one of us has a little different relationship with God. And he made you that way. When he made you, he made you for himself. And he proved that you were for him and you're valuable to him by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross. That's how much he values you and pursued you and still pursues you today because of the work of the cross. It is an expression or an example of his great love for you, what he did. So understand, he says today, I want you, I created you for me. I will fight for you. I'll do whatever I can to tell you I love you. I want to be in a relationship with you. And if you find him, not only do you have a hope that you'll spend eternity with him, but he has the hope that he'll spend eternity with you. So Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding are open to this reality. The only thing that God is looking to add to forever is you. And that's our heart and prayer today. You are what he's looking forward to in heaven. He already has everything else. He's just looking for you. And you are his glorious inheritance. And Paul says, I'm praying because the eyes of your understanding need to be opened. You've got a future and you've got value to God. And listen, if we're praying for someone, listen, if we're praying for someone's eyes to be open to something, then it's very clear to me that the enemy is working in the same way saying, there's some things I don't want you to see. There's some things in this life, in this world, I don't want your eyes to be open to. I don't want you to know how, how your future looks with God. I don't want you to know how valuable you are to him. I don't want you to follow that and live that out. And there's probably somebody again in here that would say, I don't feel very valuable to him. I don't feel like I'm valuable to anyone. I don't feel like there's much of a future for me. And I want you to know that is not the truth. And we're praying that your eyes of your understanding be opened. I, 
If God is saying that I want you to know three things, the enemy is saying, I don't want you to know these three things because I don't want you to understand them and then walk in them. And so listen, I'm glad you made it to church today. I am really glad you made it to church today in the rain and everything and the dark cloud that's coming, which honestly, I was a little glad because when the sun was out, I thought, I didn't put any sunscreen on. And, I, <laughs> and you know me, if you've been in true life, you know I need sunscreen. Just the lights turn me red. I don't know. But, so, but more than anything else, we want to connect you, not to this church. We want to connect you to God. We're praying your eyes are open, and we're not trying to do all this so you're open to that there's a church here that you can come be a part of. We're praying that your eyes are open to a God that says, you, are, you have a future and a purpose, and God that would say, and I value you, and I, I look forward to the day we can spend time together. And the third thing Paul wants us to know, he says, I'm praying that you'll understand, the eyes will be open. God wants you to know that you have the potential to overcome anything that you think you can't. That God's created a way that you can overcome anything that you think you can't because the narrative of our life is full of so many I can'ts. Many of us came in today and I wrestled with today. I can't believe it's raining. I can't change the weather. I can't, I can't do this and that. And listen, our life is full of a narrative of I can't, but God says, I'm changing that narrative. If you'll let me, if the eyes of your understanding open that maybe you can't, but he can. And he says, I created a way that you can have the potential to do anything and everything that you think you can't do, he can do. So he says this in Ephesians 1, 19 through 21, and his, uh, and, and his, and listen to the wording, and his, meaning God's, incomparably great power for us who believe. God has incomparably great power to those who believe. And then, and then as if to Paul says, but wait, 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 I don't just want to give you that one thought. See, because he talked about our future. You have a future. And then he talked about our value as, as in God's inheritance. And then he just kind of moved on. I mean, he didn't spend a lot of time there. But when he got to this, I want you to know, and I'm praying that your eyes be open, that God has incomparably great power for you. And then he goes on to say, let me just spend a few minutes talking about that incomparably great power. I really want you to understand this. And can I say this morning or ask, does anyone need to know that God has incomparably great power for you today? Does anybody need to know that God has power for your situation and circumstance? Does anybody here feel like that if God's incomparably great power doesn't work, I have no hope? But today, I want to encourage you not only does he have a future for you? Not only does he value you and looks for an inheritance in heaven with you one day, but God also wants you to see, open your eyes to see all the negativity, all the I can'ts, all the th- circumstances around about us, to open your eyes beyond that to see with your heart and see that God has incomparably great power for you. So while you're in Christ, are going to be in Christ, and while you're waiting to be that inheritance one day in heaven, God says, while you're on the planet, I have incomparably great power for you. And then Paul, Paul goes on to talk about what that looks like and what that means. And if we could keep verse 19 up for a second and we'll go on with the reading of it. He says, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Now, now, now I want you to know this, that that power, he says, is the same power as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Now, now, not just this incomparably great power, but, but I, I want to clarify it for Paul's like, let me drill down for a minute because I really want you to see this with your heart. It's not just like God's powerful and he is powerful. powerful. What I have for you is the same power that I exerted when I raised Jesus up out of the tomb. And it's no different. It's everything that I released into that tomb to raise Jesus up. That's the same power I have for you. Come on, how many want some of that power operating in their life? Come on. 
I don't want just I don't want just a little bit of power. I just want to get by or over or just a little bit. God will be okay. He says, No, man, I got unimaginable, unimaginable, incomparable power. In fact, it's the same power that I released to raise Jesus from the dead. I love that, and it's available to you. It goes on to say this. That, that he, ex- he exerted same power he exerted or applied when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. Far above all rule. This is still talking about the power. It's far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked. Not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. If you read that passage, verses 19 through 21, you see the word power used three times, but you see it expressed or explained in many, many different ways. He's trying to get across to you. What what God wants you to know today is the potential for the power to overcome anything in your life. In fact, it is the power. So it gives you some context, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave. That is for you. So he's saying wherever you are, whatever situation you are, whatever you're experiencing, today. You got a bad report from the doctor. You got let go of your job. You got some, something happened relationally in your life. You didn't see something coming. You, you're maybe the impact of COVID or things like that. He says, whatever your situation is today, that I have incomparable power, great power, the same power that I exerted to release my son or raise my son up from the grave available to you today. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, he says. This is the power that raised Christ from the dead. You know, Paul says you have that same power you know, every year as a church, this is the Sunday we look for. I mean, the first thing we do when we plan our calendar for the next year, we're already going to be thinking about next year in 2022. We're going to be looking. The first thing we're going to look at is where's Easter? <laughs> because that's like Super Bowl Sunday, right? That's when more people than ever come to church. And so it looks like we got to schedule that and we got we to plan around the crucifixion and the resurrection. And that's our, that's our biggest chance of the year. And so we're working and planning on that. It's like we're doing everything we can leading up to the resurrection. And I got to thinking about that. Uh, for some of us here today, it's our life is lived that way. We're live, or our life is lived leading up to a particular moment. Like if I can just get to Sunday church, or if I can just get to Resurrection Sunday, it's like that, that there's some kind of power that's released there. And I want to say to you, based on what Paul says, that's not just Resurrection Sunday power. That's everyday power operating in your life. And, and it's not that we're, we're just looking or living our life leading up to Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, really more appropriately, it's we're living our life from the resurrection, not, a, not just to the resurrection. Or if I could say it this way, I, it's like we have all these problems in our life and we're, we're working and we're taking care of all these problems like this happened and this happened and this happened. And then we want to carry all our problems into this empty tomb. Praise the Lord, it's empty. And we get in the empty tomb and we set all the stuff happening in life down And we take a deep breath of the empty tomb and we look around and we survey the empty tomb and then we thank God for the resurrection power and then we walk out into our life. But I say what Paul is saying, if our hearts will be open, what what he's praying to to God's resurrection power, the potential from you, it's like we go into, we start in the empty tomb and we go into that empty tomb and we look around, there's nobody here. We take a deep breath. We see that God's resurrection power and then we take the resurrection power into our everyday life. Instead of trying to carry all the stuff into an empty tomb and celebrating the resurrection, what Paul is saying is you need to come out of that empty tomb and celebrate the resurrection power every day in your life and every circumstance that you face. And Paul's saying, that's my prayer for you. And that's our prayer for you today. That not only will you see the future that God has for you, and he has a future and destiny for each and every one of us. And you'll see the value 
of how much he loved you through the crucifixion Jesus died on the cross, paid for your sin so that he could have you as an inheritance one day in heaven, but that you'll see the great potential that God has provided to you through the resurrection of his son, that same power that he exerted is available to you, not just for a resurrection service or a Sunday, but every day of your life. That whatever it took you to get to this point today and everything maybe that you carried with you today to the tomb, to leave it there, take a deep breath, survey that it's empty, understand the resurrection power of God, that's great and we're thankful. That's the starting point for us. But then from this point forward, we live out every day by taking the resurrection power into our everyday life then. And that's what's available to you and I because of what God did through his son, Jesus. And I love that picture. I love that thought. And I just want to say one other thing this morning to you. Because that resurrection power, really what it is, it's miracle working power. It's miracle working power. It's miracle working power. Come on, church. Somebody that believes that, that's miracle working power. It's miracle work. God still does miracles today. Miracles should be a part of our vocabulary daily. We should have miracle in our vocabulary every day. Resurrection power is miracle working power. That miracle signs and wonders should operate in our life because of the resurrection power of God. But you have to open the eyes of your heart to see that and believe that. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, you might say, well, you know what? I've, I've, I've never seen a miracle. I, I need a miracle. I've never seen a miracle. I don't know that God has a miracle for me. Can I say that God has a miracle for everyone? Yes. His miracle working power was released when he raised Jesus from the dead and made available to all you that would believe in him. God has a miracle for you today, even though you think you may be not worthy or you, you, you don't deserve it. But let, let, me, let me say something this morning. Do you know that the very first person on Resurrection Sunday to get to the tomb, the very pers- first person to see the stone rolled away in an empty tomb, therefore realizing or seeing resurrection power, the very first person, for anybody that thinks they're not worthy, for anybody that thinks they don't have value, for anyone that thinks that they don't have the faith, the very first person to the tomb on resurrection morning was a, a lady named Mary Magdalene. And when you read her story, Mary Magdalene came to Jesus one day and he cast seven demons out of her. Now, some of you are saying, well, that's nothing. Like, you know, whatever. I was like, I'm sitting by, no, I'm just kidding. For someone who thought that they would never be worthy because their life was consumed by evil, if you will, or other things happening, for someone who thought they had no value because of what was happening in their life, the very first person to experience the resurrection power of Jesus was the one person that would feel and think that they weren't worthy. And yet, God chose her to be the first one there. I don't know what you're experiencing in your life, but here I, here's what I do know. Resurrection power is greater. Resurrection power is for you. So don't listen to the lies or what people or the enemy has said to you that you're not worthy, you don't have enough faith, you're not important enough, you'll never amount this or that. I'm sure that's what Mary Magdalene said. And then she met Jesus. And then she experiences resurrection power. I want to say that's what God has for you today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to everyone today. Oh, you need to know that, yes, you do have value. Every single one has a future. For I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord, they're for a future and a hope for every single one of you. Every single one of you needs to know that you have value. And we see that because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. He wants you to be in Christ. He made a way where there seemed to be no way for anyone who called upon the name of the Lord would be saved. He wants you to know that he's looking forward to an eternity with you. You are 
his glorious inheritance. And then I want you to know that he made available to you because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That you don't have to wait for a Sunday. You don't have to wait for a resurrection service. It can operate every day in your life. And that's what's available to you. And I want to say that how that's available, he made it so simple. He didn't want anybody to miss out on it. He made a simple process by praying a prayer, receiving Jesus in your heart. Remember, we already read that belief in him. And here's what you need to know, that belief in him is all it takes. Right where you are, just as you are, just belief in him. We read that already in the passage of scripture. For those who believed. And you need to know that it's for everyone, just someone that believes. And that power that comes to live and abide inside of you, we read it in verses 13 and 14. It's the presence and spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. How can that power be operating and active in my life? How can I generate that? How can I create it? You can't. But you can believe in him. And then when he comes and changes your life and you become in Christ, then he seals the seal of the Holy Spirit. When the presence and power of God by his spirit comes to live and abide inside of you, he's got it. He's got it. But it just takes you believing in him or being in Christ. And that's why we're here, to connect you to him. So every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're watching online, if you're in the, the sanctuary this morning, it's a simple prayer so no one would miss out. I can't think of a better time to be in Christ or give your heart and your life to Jesus than Resurrection Sunday. I can't think of a better time than we acknowledge not only his death, burial, but resurrection. He paid the price on the cross so that your forgiveness of sin could happen. And then he was risen from the grave so you could live a victorious life. But it begins with receiving Jesus. As the scripture said, believing in him or being in Christ. I'm going to say a simple prayer, commitment prayer. I'm not going to have anybody stand, not going to have anybody come up front. But what I'm going to ask you to do, if you cannot remember a moment in time that you've invited Jesus in to be your Savior and Lord, you said yes to him, you said yes to believing, you said yes to being in Christ, then today is your day. In just a few moments, I'm going to pray a commitment prayer. In fact, I'll ask everyone to pray this prayer, whether you raise your hand or not. But I want to ask you right now, if that's you, and you would say, with every head bowed, every eye closed, Pastor, could you include me in that commitment prayer? I need to be in Christ. I want to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Can I just see your hand this morning? Could you just raise your hand? Let me see that. Raise it high. Let me see it. Best day to, best day to say yes to Jesus. If you're at home, raise your hand. If you're at home and seated with your family or friends, then make sure everybody else around you is. If you're in the auditorium, then raise your hand and say yes to Jesus. If you're here and you're raising your hand, and we have a lot of families here because we, we don't have our children's ministry this morning, so you can do it together. I would say somebody in the family, mom and dad, make sure... Everyone in the family has said yes to Jesus. And I can't think of something more special than right now than a whole family becoming in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things become new. New beginnings, new life in Christ. One more time as I look around. Raise your hand high. Nobody looking but me and the ushers. Go ahead, raise it up there. I think it's important to have an outward expression of what you're feeling on the inside. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Again, at home, let us know. And then in the auditorium, you can put your hands down. One more thing I want to ask you. Maybe you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer before, but it seems like he's a million miles away. I'm in Christ and I know that I have an inheritance one day in heaven, but life has been hard and life has been overwhelming and I, I, I find myself like I've drifted and I've wandered. I've kind of gotten away from the things of God. Well, let me encourage you. He will never leave you or forsake you no matter what you do. 
But sometimes we feel like we need to get back on track. I need to get back on track with the things of God. I need to make a course adjustment. We might say rededicate, recommit. If that's you this morning and you would say, Pastor, could you include me in that prayer? I want to take today, Resurrection Sunday, to rededicate my life. Come back to the things of God. Could you include me in that prayer? Let me see your hands as well. Just lift them up real quick. Thank you so much. Hands everywhere. Thank you for those that are online. Thank you for those that are in the auditorium. And you can put your hands down and look up for another moment. As I said earlier, we're going to pray a prayer of commitment. But the power in the prayer, because I'm going to ask you to repeat it. But the power in the prayer is not just repeat what I'm saying, but own it. Make it be from you. You're going to repeat the words I'm saying, but let it be from your heart. Let it come out of your heart to God's. Because here's what happened. God sees your heart and does what only he can do. Change and transform you from the inside out. So I'm going to ask everyone, whether you raise your hand or not, online, auditorium out here, to repeat these words after me. But mean it from the bottom of your heart and let's then allow God to do what only he can do. Change and transform us from the inside out. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is your son. Sent to the earth to die on a cross to pay for my sin and then go to a grave and rise again in victory. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for dying. Thank you for paying for my sin. And thank you for rising again so I can be free. So Jesus, I ask you now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Be my Savior and Lord, now and forever. I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let's celebrate. Amen. Amen. He is a good and faithful God. Amen. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.